Um, if you did want to use upstairs, if you've got a smaller person or you're a slightly louder person um, and you want to dance whilst the sermon's going on, um, upstairs is open. There is a video link, there is sound, um, but equally there are craft sheets there if you get a little bit bored. We, in our summer series, we're doing shorter sermons, so I'm not allowed to speak for 45 minutes. Um, I know, I'm sad too. Um, we're going to have some fun. Um, and if you're a Disney expert, which I'm hoping some of you are, some confused faces, um, this, this sermon might, might make a bit more sense. But we're continuing um, on our series. This is our second week. We're looking at fruit that's good. I got told off for taking the mick out of bananas last week, so I need to apologize to anyone that likes bananas. Um, but we're going to start by reading our Bible verse this morning. So it's in Galatians. It's Galatians 5. Um, We're going to read from 13 to 26, but our main bit that we're going to focus in on is 5.22. Um, And there are, yeah, craft sheets upstairs. Go nuts. It's also on the screen if you didn't bring a Bible with you and you don't want to do the walk of shame over to the windowsill to pick up a church Bible. It's on the screen. So it says this. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather... Serve one another humbly in love, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft. Hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Such things there is no law. For those who belong to Christ Jesus... Have, been, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying of each other. Happy? Last week I asked people um, to put their hands up if they'd done any of the above. Um, no one put their hand up. But we're just going to do a really quick overview of some of the background in terms of like what it's saying in Galatians 5, because we did cover a good part of that last week, and then we're going to dig into joy. And um, The main thing that, that Paul, Paul's the one that wrote this as a letter to the church um, in Galatians, um, the main thing he's emphasizing is, and if you take anything home from today, is that we are made free in Christ. Jesus is enough. And if you're a bit of a Bible expert and you've read your Old Testament and you've read your New Testament, you'll be familiar in the Old Testament, especially sort of like if you go into the first few books. There's a lot of laws and there's a lot of regulations around how we make sacrifices and how we make ourselves right before God. 
there's different grain offerings and different birds and bits of animals that you sprinkle on different bits of the altar depending on what thing you've done wrong. What Paul's saying in this is, Jesus is enough. If you believe in Jesus, if you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are made right in God. You are free in Christ, whatever you want to call it. That is the pinnacle. You've got it. Just by saying those words, you've got it. But then he goes on to say, in terms of what we want as people, accepting Jesus as as Lord and being able to be right with God, that's fantastic. But we want more than that. Hopefully, don't we? Do we? Maybe. We want to see God at work in our life. We want to see our neighborhoods transformed. We want to see other people come to know God. And us accepting Jesus as Lord isn't quite enough to make that happen. And that's why we've got the Holy Spirit. And through, through loving God, through chasing after God, through the Holy Spirit at work in our life, we will see these things called fruit. Happy? So, we had a load of confusing summaries last week. There may have not been a capital letter on some deity. Um, so, Lord has a capital L, um, but yeah, this is a summary of sort of backgroundy bit. Happy? Maybe. Um, there was another thing last week that I sort of left you with. Um, Quite intentionally, I wanted you to sort of mull this over and think about it. In terms of our approach where um, I'm getting a little bit of an echo, Lukash, sorry. Um, it might just be the fallbacks. Um, amazing. Um, yeah, should our intention be incarnation? And this is all about approach. Um, and I had a really long conversation with um, Nigel about this this week. So he's going to hear this all over again, um, which I'm sure he'll love. Except when we go into Galatians 5, what Paul asks us to do and what he talks about in terms of our process, in terms of receiving the fruits of the Spirit, is all about intention. Are we happy with that? It's all about how we approach God, and what we're chasing after, where we're saying yes, what our main focus is, whatever you want to call it. I'm not suggesting that we can become God. That's not what this question is trying to make you think about. We will never become God. We will never, unfortunately, reproduce a relationship that the very human form of God in Jesus took, had with God. We can chase after those things, and we should chase after these things. And Paul is encouraging us to chase after these things, always Keep your eye on God. Have him as a main thing. Worship him through any aspect of your life that you are possibly able to worship him in. That's that question. Hopefully. It's similar to, um, we made the link to the Good Samaritan last week. So the Good Samaritan, the Samaritan being somebody that wasn't necessarily following the same faith as um, the Jewish audience at the time, he was able to display the characteristics of God to another human through love. Quite incredible love, really. When others around him weren't able to, this Samaritan in the story represented such a godly characteristic. Where does that leave us as people that love God, people that know God, people that have got the Holy Spirit at work in our life? We will often be the closest thing to God that other people see or experience. 
And we've got the Holy Spirit working through us. And when we think about these fruits and what they equip us to do, when we think about the gifts of the Spirit, which are something slightly different, and what they equip us to do, I'll let you come to your own conclusion. Anyway, that's love. I had a big think about joy, um, and I couldn't come up with a really good summary of what it meant, and I'm really sorry about that, but it's okay, because we've got Google, and there are people with bigger brains than me, and there's a guy called Rick Warren, um, and he came up with this, and I think this is quite a good summary of joy, especially when we think about fruits of spirit, Um, and we'll unpack this a little bit as we crack on. But Rick Warren says this. I call him Wick Warren if I say it too quickly, so I've got to be slowing myself down and say his name intentionally. Joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life. The quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right and the determined choice to praise God in every situation. There's a lot in that. Is it one sentence? I think it is one sentence. There's a lot in that one sentence. Um, If you Google Rick Warren Joy when you get home, you'll be able to download it um, and dig into it a little bit more. Important thing, when we think about Fruits of Spirit, I know we've split it into seven series. If you look at it in Greek, um, it is a single fruit. So it's not like the gifts of the spirit where we say I might have the gift of hospitality unfortunately if we're chasing after God if we're asking the Holy Spirit to be at work in our lives if we're saying we are going to have the fruits of the spirits as people that love Jesus and have him at work in our lives you can't unfortunately be like well I've got love I've got and then the other eight sorry the other seven and miss out joy they come as a package it is one fruit um, as it's listed by Paul so Just a little nugget there. Also, joy, as we think about it, might be wrong. So it doesn't mean that you have to smile. Yay. Um, Joy, um, or or chara, means confidence, which might be a little bit more reassuring to some of us, maybe. And again, if we flick back to what Rick Warren was saying, joy is... Confidence. It's a confidence in knowing who we are because of Jesus, who we're supposed to be because of God at work in our life, who we can be, what we're able to do because of God. And I found it quite interesting. I might just be a little bit geeky. Um, But sort of looking into why Paul has used this word, confidence, for explaining the work of the Holy Spirit as his life, knowing what has happened to Paul. Um, So another time where Paul references joy is... um, Oh, it's here. There we go. It's in Philippians. So in Philippians 4, Paul says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. I think a lot of us know this, don't we? But let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guide your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 
Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whenever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. Paul suggests in this that this joy, this this confidence that we receive And it's important to recognize that within the fruits of the Spirit. These aren't things that we work towards. It isn't another thing to add to your to-do list. Oh, I should be more joyful and kind and have more forbearance. Um, These are are things we receive from the Holy Spirit. They're not things that we specifically manufacture for ourselves. But when we think about Paul and when he's writing this, and he's talking about this being an intentional, always there sort of, constantly going sort of action or response or attitude it's quite interesting does anyone know what happened to Paul at this point in Philippians or where he wrote Philippians from there's a couple of nods it's like we'll say it really quietly yeah yeah so he was in prison you're all right you can say it with confidence so Paul was in prison but the interesting way in which he got to prison was that he was shipwrecked before he got to prison he was bitten by a snake before he got to prison he was in house arrest for two years before he got to prison and then he wrote a letter to a church that was struggling saying you need to always have joy I'm not sure if I would have been there I might have given up maybe after the snake that might have been optimistic I probably would have given up after the shipwreck Um, it's not about us it's not our humanness that creates these. These are spiritual things. These aren't manufactured by our, our efforts. These are things that we desire humanly, and we're asked to desire them. But this is evidence of the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So we believe in Jesus. We keep chasing after him. The Holy Spirit is at work in us, and through the Holy Spirit at work in us, we will come to see these things, which is a brilliant time to talk about Disney. Um, I would love to show you a clip. I had to watch this film as part of my like, sermon prep, um, I promise you. Um, has anyone seen it Inside Out? Yes. yes. Anyone without grandkids seen Inside Out? That's what we really want to know. Who sat at home watching Disney? Yes, I'm with you. Um, it's a strange concept, um, I'll get there. So the idea of Inside Out is that within the characters' brains, there are beings, and they control emotions. So there's like a control panel, and they press buttons and levers, and there's memories and stuff like that. Can anyone remember any of the characters? Joy, well done. There's not self-control. There is, there's anger, there's a little... Like little red man that jumps on everything. Have you got any of the others? Yes? There was fear, there's sadness, and I think there's another one. I had to write them down. Oh, yeah, there is another one. Yeah. Absolutely, that's it. So there's these, I think as you get older, there's more. I think. Um, But basically, in the film, there is joy. And it's a really complicated plot line, so I'll explain it to you. Something bad happens. Joy gets involved. 
and then the day is saved. So it's really similar to Tenant, those of you that have seen that. Um, it's complicated. You have to think whilst you're watching it. But throughout the entire film, joy is joy. Joy is quite similar to Paul's definition of joy. Joy gets frustrated, angry, and I think at times disgusted. But she's always got this confidence, always fighting for what she knows is right, always fighting for what the end goal should be. And it's not a biblical film. I'm not trying to suggest that it is a biblical film. But I think, having looked at the sermon and the topic and stuff like that, in the film, joy is really quite similar to the type of joy that Paul is trying to get us to think about. This embodiment of this confidence in who God has called us to be can make us and mould us to be. There's another bit that I was thinking about, because I've got a scatty brain. Um, Matthew 18 talks about how we should have faith like a child. Are we familiar with this verse? It's after one of Jesus' miracles and he talks to his disciples and he rebukes them about sort of being nasty to a kid that had come over. But then he goes on and he talks about how, how we should have faith like a child. Not faith of a child, and that's a really important caveat within that, but faith like a child. And if you have got a small person in your life, either your own child or a grandchild or a friend's kid, you will see within them, within their character, there is this often quite a quite an expectant person, expectant of, of good things, of joy, something that isn't sort of weighed down by the baggage and the scars that some of us older, slightly grumpier, slightly more restrained people might have. That's what Paul's asking us to point out. Maybe a combination of this Disney character and a and a little person, expectant, joyful, chasing after God, keeping the main thing as the main thing. And this is all a little bit abstract. Um, and I'm aware it's not the simplest thing to grasp. I'm suggesting that these fruits of the Spirit aren't multiple things, but one thing with different names, that we should really desire them, but that we can't manufacture them and that we will just see them as a result. And I guess like with most things in our faith, it's a, it's a conscious choice rather than a passive action. It's us consistently saying yes. Like we might have first said yes to God as Lord of our life. We're asked another question. Do we want the Holy Spirit to be at work in our life? Yes hopefully. Do we want God to nudge that bad habit out of our life? Yes, hopefully. Do we want to be moulded and shaped and gradually turned into the person that Jesus had intended us to be? Hopefully, yes. But they're all conscious choices. The Holy Spirit will not barge its way into your life if you don't invite it, if you don't continuously say yes. God will not change and mould you if you don't continuously say yes to him at work in your life. We will not see fruits of the Spirit if we don't say yes to God. In Inside Out, the day wasn't saved because joy existed. Joy had to battle, had to jump over a big tip with a hippopotamus 
monster thing and sing a song on a magical sledge. It had to work really hard. I watched the film. Um, it's a deliberate effort to continuously be joy and see joy happen. So I leave you with this quote. Let's read this again. This isn't the Bible, but I think it's a good summary. Joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life. The quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right and the determined choice to praise God in every situation. So you haven't had three points, but I've got three questions to leave you with. Um, so if you're a naughty person, you could note these down. But as you... This isn't done just because I've stood up here and said some words. This is hopefully something that will develop your faith and help you uh, engage with God more in your week. So if you wanted to think about something for the rest of the week that was based on this, maybe pick one of these, maybe pick two of these. But think about these. How determined are we, are you, am I, to praise God in every situation? How focused am I and putting God's plan above my own desires. And is my intention incarnation? We see the fruit of the Spirit by saying yes to God. We will become more like Jesus as we say yes to him more often. Shall we pray? Lord, we thank you for the fruits of the spirits. We thank you for joy. Thank you that we can be joyful in your presence, that we can have the confidence knowing that you've got us, that you are enough, that you love us, that you've got a plan for our lives. And we pray that we will say yes to that. Give us the confidence to say yes, to see all you've got planned for us, all you dreamt for us. Surround us by friends that will encourage us to chase after you. Surround us with testimonies of people that have maybe just gone that bit further than us to inspire us, but more than anything, help us to know you each day. Amen.